A Show. Where smart is the new sexy. And now, April Hunter. Good evening, hola, salud, and konnichiwa. Welcome, welcome to the A Show, beautiful people. Tonight we have a very special guest. We have the host of Wake Up America show, Austin Peterson, along with, yes, Big Ray Hernandez. And Austin is also one of our favorite libertarians. He was, he was slated. He was in there. He was in there for the 2016 election. I voted libertarian that year. So definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely him and him and Kane, because you know we love Kane. <laughs> Kane is awesome. I mean, Glenn Jacobs, whatever that guy, whoever that guy is. We we love our libertarians. That's that's our that's our people here. So uh, we are super excited to have you tonight. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Nice to meet you, Big Ray and April. Appreciate the invitation. Looking looking forward here for. Uh, Fighting for liberty. That's what I'm all about. Yes. Uh, I've, I've been, you know, in the game probably, oh, God, ugh, almost two decades now. I started as a as a volunteer for Ron Paul back in 2008. And uh, I was living in New York City at the time, organizing, producing videos for him, you know, yada, yada, yada. I got a job working in D.C. I was you know, working for the Libertarian Party for a, for a year and did a little bit of think tank stuff. And then behind the scenes, I was working on this project to help Judge Andrew Napolitano get his own television show on Fox. And that was successful. So I moved back to New York, did a couple of years of freedom fighting there at Fox News and uh, learned a lot about uh, the mainstream media and, uh, you know, how to put together a nice little show. And also, you know, learned how the mainstream media actually works from a business standpoint and, you know, how to apply that on a micro level, which is, you know, what I do now for my career is basically run a small media corporation. Uh, and then after that, you know, I basically started my own business and been, you know, freedom fighting ever since. You know, I ran for office a couple of times. Uh, thankfully, Glenn Jacobs actually won his races. So we get to see what it's like. I saw him last week out uh, endorsed stumping for uh, Donald Trump. So he's out there trying to do what I want to do, which is to build a libertarian, conservative, populist coalition right now to fight against what Javier Malay calls shit leftists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw you uh, do talk about a one year of total war against the left. That's what I'm calling libertarians on today. I know we libertarians, we love to say, hey, we're not left, we're not right. We like to fight, but we don't want to fight left-wing authoritarianism, right-wing authoritarianism, right? The right doesn't have power right now. The left right. has power. The left sure. controls the executive branch. The left controls the legislature. The, the left controls the deep state. The left controls academia. The left controls every single goddamn institution there is in this country of any consequence or any value. The left controls the churches. The left controls institutions that you think would be right-leaning institutions, but are really left-wing institutions in disguise. The Pope is a leftist, okay? <laughs> the Pope is a commie, okay? So I'm asking libertarians to, with me to spend one year doing what Javier Malay did in Argentina, and that is to focus all our energy and our power fighting the left. And then after this year is over, if you want to go be in mommy's basement and be like, I'm going to fight them both there. I'm different than both. If you want to continue the same path of losertarianism that has gotten us to where we are now, which is nothing, then please go do that next year. But one year of a, of a unified front against the deep state, against the mainstream establishment, against the media, 
and and let's see where things are after a year. Let's see if we like where we're at. Right. It's like um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, George Washington. I was listening. I was reading because um, it was the anniversary of the uh, the Battle of Trenton when he crossed the Delaware and he killed the uh, the German soldiers. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, uh, on Christmas. I was reading the true story of it, and, and uh, it was fascinating because, you know, the, the story that we like to think of as the Battle of Trenton is that, oh, we fought these drunk German mercenaries and we're patriots and all this kind of stuff. But there was a lot more to it. I mean, George Washington was facing dissent in the ranks. A lot of the, the you know, patriots didn't want to stay. He, the, the way that he was able to secure the, patri- the patriots that crossed that, the, the Delaware with him was that he got cold, hard, he promised him cold, hard cash. And he said, hey, listen, I need to be able to meet these soldiers' needs. I need to be able to feed them. I need to be able to clothe them. And he turned around and he said to them, listen, I'm going to meet your needs. We're going to fight together. We're going to rally and we're going to beat these, these Germans. And then we're going to go on. He had to have a victory. And then he had, to, he had to appeal not to their better nature, but to their pocketbooks and say, listen, we need to, let's have a real victory for the people uh, of America. And he took care of their needs. It, it's sort of like it harkens back to that battle if you think about it because it's like we need to have a victory in order for us to look to say hey look this is worth fighting because it all loss after loss after loss eventually people are going to give up people are going to quit you know i want to turn this franchise around i want to stop being losertarians and i want to be winnertarians i want to get tired of winning libertarianism 101 you know, some, something real quick, Rachel. I mean, Rachel, April, one, one quick thing. I get it all the time. It's okay. That's fine. That's close, close enough, right? Call me well, whatever you want. It's, I don't care. Just, you know, be nice about Don't call me ugly. Um, So one thing that really, really, um, and this is something that we had spoken, me and you and I had spoken uh, off the air. I explained to you that my father was a, was a minister and a pastor. And it, it does, you know, I think the church has a really, this is my personal opinion. I want to hear what you think. Church has a ton of power. And the fact that oh, it yeah. has been taken over by, let's say, uh, people that consider themselves to be more left-leaning, um, for me, has has been a problem. I've seen a lot of things within the church that has a lot of power, again, and uh, changing over the last four, five, maybe even ten years. And what do you think the effect of the church would be on the libertarian push? Hmm. Big Ray, I wish I could answer that question for you, brother. That's that's a that is a question that is a, that's a billion trillion dollar question right there, my man. I don't know that I have a good answer for you on something like that because, unfortunately, I mean, it, it's a kind of a not my circus, not my monkeys thing. I'm not religious, so I don't go to church. So I, I, I there are certain things that I don't deign to tell others like how to run their game you know what i mean if somebody runs their game like you know religious people like they're gonna have to sort that out on their own i i I have no idea how to do it i i wouldn't presume to tell religious people how to operate something like that i think that would be as audacious as i can be that would be probably even too a bridge too far for me and that's a libertarian thing to say yeah (laughs) (laughs) live and let live yeah Jump in, April. What you got? No, I, I you know, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I saw you also say, you know, um, that we have to don't don't change your principles, change your tactics. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that because I'm a big and anybody can anybody who has been listening to me for any amount of time knows that my big thing is we need to unite. We need to unite. There's a reason why it's united. We stand divided. We fall. So and divided. We fail. So uniting is the last thing that I think the government wants 
So I think they, they spend a whole lot of time keeping us divided on purpose, using everything they can possibly uh, throw at us. And, you know, this is, this is a constant topic on the show. And I think your idea of everybody uniting, despite our differences, you don't even have to like each other. Yeah. Just unite for a better and bigger cause. It doesn't matter if you align or not with with pro-life, pro-choice, vaccines, anti-vaccines, doesn't matter. Just unite for a better America and let's just do this. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to quickly say, Austin and April, uh, this is what I believe the liberals were doing, especially during the COVID era. You know, they were trying to separate us, trying to keep us secluded, trying to keep us away from each other, trying to keep us out of the church, trying to keep us away from jobs, making us uh, work remote jobs, keeping us separate physically and then what's going to happen spiritually mentally everybody starts to break down and then you start to divide what are your thoughts on that there well listen april you you nailed it you know when you zeroed in on what i've been saying about the difference between a principle and a tactic you know as somebody who has been in the trenches on the front lines of the fight for liberty for nearly 20 years now i'll tell you that too many people confuse a principle with a tactic. So when they see me going out there and saying, hey, Vivek Ramaswamy is smart. We should be looking at what he's doing as an example for somebody who went from 0% name recognition a year and a half ago. Nobody knew who the hell this guy was. Right. And like Trump said, he had he, he had Zippo when he started, zero, and yeah. worked his way up to 8% in a statewide Republican primary. I'm As someone who got 8% in a Republican statewide primary, I can tell you, it ain't easy to get 8% in a statewide oh. primary if you're a little nobody without you know millions and millions of dollars. And and Vivek was, was, was a nobody with millions and millions of dollars, and he still only got 8%. It's not easy to get your name out there. And running for president of the United States? So here's the thing. He is, he's shown a model of how to take libertarian ideas and to go and to advance not only his own personal career, which he has done, which I fully support, by the way. I want to support and the advancement. I'm tired of this grifter this, grifter that. Are there grifters out there? Sure. Are there, But those are people who don't actually believe what they're saying. I believe that Vivek Ramaswamy believes what he's saying. I, I believe do. that. And, here, and let me tell you why. Because Vivek Ramaswamy, when he went up, when he had a, a, he's had five minutes to whisper into Donald Trump's ears ever since he endorsed him a couple of days ago. What is the first thing that Vivek Ramaswamy said to Donald Trump? Not, oh, give me a job. Not like, oh, I want to be VP. What did he say to Donald Trump that Donald Trump immediately turned around and broadcast to millions of people but and did more for libertarianism in, in five minutes than most libertarians do in their entire careers? What was the thing that Donald Trump said was it that today or yesterday, just yesterday, that was told to him by Vivek Ramaswamy? Did you guys see this? Did you see it? I did not, no. I've been he, fo- kind of following the RFK thing lately. Yeah, no, no. So Donald Trump Hold came on. out in New, in New Hampshire and said, uh, I've been talking to Vivek Ramaswamy, and I have to say now that one thing that we will never do, we will never have a central bank digital currency in this yes. country. He, we will. We are going to ban central bank digital currencies in this country. And I'm like, yeah! Yes. Yes. We've been talking about that a lot for a while. Right. We need so to build a wall around the banks, all the banks. We need to yeah, build walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I 
love Bitcoin. I love cryptocurrency. I love digital currency, free banking, free money. I'm all about that stuff. But it's different when the government does it. it I don't yeah. want the government to do that. Yeah, it's got to be it's free choice. Not that yes. they can take away our money at, a, at an instant, turn it off. Or and find so you. you can't <laughs> buy or sell. Yeah, like because you, I guarantee, goddamn to you, that if they had had a central bank digital currency during COVID-19, they would have shut down all of our asses yes. when we were talking anybody, about Anybody not vaccinated, anybody mm -hmm. who went outside, we saw, we saw what happened in Australia. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Miss T, T, the trans trans archist, and hi, Brandon, says, how do you unite with people who make it clear they want to own and control you, like the left? And that's what we're saying. I don't know if you caught it earlier. We're saying that everybody who's not left should unite all the moderates, all the, the yes. libertarians, right. uh, all the conservatives, all the Republicans. And I do believe that conservatives and Republicans are different. Um, everybody that who is not left should unite for the common good for one year and just get through this. And remember, to go back to that point, a, a strategy, right? A, a principle is not the same thing as a tactic. Vivek Ramaswamy, but through his tactics, has enacted his principles, right? D Donald Trump didn't know what a CBDC was a week ago, okay? Right, but because Vivek Ramaswamy was smart and got himself close to Donald Trump, like Thomas Massey should be doing, like, like Rand Paul should be doing and others, right? They need to be the Trump whisperers in his ear telling him what, what it is, not going out there, wasting your time. Trump's not a libertarian enough. He's not all this kind of stuff. Trump was more libertarian than Ronald Reagan, and I can prove it. I have the receipts. And I have a list of Donald yeah. Trump's libertarian accomplishments. I could even I could go through tonight. We wouldn't even have time in the podcast for me to list them. Things like legalizing hemp, things like right to try, things like uh, uh, taking off gag orders from pharmacists so they can be honest about how much prescriptions really cost, things like that. I, I could go on and on and on and on. Right. We're not going to get it's not a perfect world. Right. We're not. It, nobody's getting perfect. Trump isn't a perfect candidate. Right. But he's the best we have. And he's the best tool. I, I liken to him like a Swiss Army knife of politics. If you need some if you need to take to fight a shit leftist, a stupid libertarian or, uh, you know, a, a, a wild eyed, wacky Nikki Haley neocon. <laughs> Donald Trump is a very effective tool for that. What's what's the, what's the hashtag you were using? I think earlier today about Nikki Haley. What was it? Hashtag never Nikki. Hashtag uh, never Nikki. What yeah. is your um opinion? Because I, I did see, I actually I did see that video. I did see it posted today, and I saw when when Vivek was was speaking. I don't know if it was just me, but I saw Donald Trump looking at the guy like, "Hey, this I like this guy. This guy's got a little something here." Now, with that being said, you know people um, are, people are talking about Vivek and, and Trump, you know, on the same ticket. But I've also heard a, a name Lee Zeldin, who I voted for here in New York State. So, by the way, I'm from New York City. So you know what shit show I'm living in right now. I'm from Florida, <laughs> where we're, we're Florida, free. We're Florida, New York, big red. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm born and raised in Lower East Side of New okay. York City, but I'm That's living right here. I'm, yeah, I'm New York, New York. I work in, um, I work on Lexington Avenue in Midtown, and I live in Brooklyn. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I lived I in Astoria, born. Queens for for like oh, five years. Yeah. I live in New York. Yeah, I love I love New York. Yeah, well, it's not the same New York. That's the thing. And this is the, the reason no. why I think we need a change, man. Let's talk about the 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 possibility of, of this new ticket. Like, who do you think would be Trump's running mate moving forward? I'm, I'm, this is all we're just George Santos. Oh God! <laughs> 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 Dude, see there he got. He, then he gets the diversity check, right? A gay Republican, go. right? You gotta vote. You see, if you don't vote for the Trump ticket, then you're homophobe. That's hilarious. <laughs> you uh, no, 
You know, I'd love to see Vivek Ramaswamy. He might not do that, right? I think Kari, there's a reason. What about Kari Lake? Uh, you know, Carrie uh, Lake is okay. I'm not, I, I think that it, it's the same thing with Vivek where it's like the, the VP is supposed to help you win votes that you wouldn't get otherwise. Right. And so the problem with Carrie Lake is that everybody who would vote for Carrie Lake would vote for Donald Trump. Right. It's the same with Vivek Ramaswamy. That's why my fear is my tear. Like what keeps me up at night now is that Donald Trump might nominate Nikki Haley as Ew. his VP. Oh, I know. Well, I, dude, just Stop. don't listen. I'm going to have nightmares tonight about it. Okay. Like I'm going to be sucking on my thumb and holding my blankie to my face. Right. You like Linus. RFK Jr. That's not oh. going to happen. Uh, but it's interesting. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, that meme of that chick who's, who's like, Hmm. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Like, like Tulsi <laughs> Gabbard or something like that. Right. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But, um, you know, Ben Carson, it's probably a good possibility. Ah, you know, I mean, we might yeah. see Ben Carson making an appearance there. You know, I wish that he would nominate Christy Noam because I like the South Dakota governor, Christy Noam. She was a really good uh, uh, governor of uh, South Dakota. I think that, um, you know, she's he's going to pick, there's going to be a diversity hire in the ticket just because that's 2024 America. Okay. It's not going to be an old white guy. That's for sure. It's not going to be Mike Pence, you know what I mean? So it's like he learned his lessons there, but you know, the, I guess our real hope is that we do have to hope that or our real fear is that we have to hope that Donald Trump has learned his lessons from his, like from the mistakes he made in his first administration by hiring people like John Bolton and Mike Pompeo and all these other neocons and these people who stabbed him in the back, right. Who are not his friends, right. He needs somebody there. who will watch his back. That's why I think, you know, Vivek would be great. Because honestly, I think they are, they're not going to RFK him. I think they're going to JFK him if Oof. Donald Trump is the president. And that's why we need a number two, like, like Vivek Ramaswamy, yeah. who will actually like continue the agenda. Yeah. And also kind of be an insurance policy. I, that's yeah. why I said that RFK Jr. would be a great uh, VP pick because they hate his freaking guts and he's anti-establishment. So with two anti-establishment, anti-pharma people in there, it's like, oh God, do we do we JFK this guy? Because then we get RFK. Uh, see, my, see, I'm just I'm too pro gun for to to buy into the uh, to the RFK stuff. Like he he speaks a good talks a good game about the establishment, but like on too many issues like climate change and others, like he's just too he's just too establishment for me. Right. So like the, the Kennedy family is corrupt as hell. And he may he may be like uh, anathema to the Kennedy family, but like he's you know, he's a climate lawyer and mm. a guy like that gets in the pres into the White House and he's going to he's going to spend money. Right. I'm, I'm a fiscal conservative, so I'm looking for people who are going to cut spending. If, if RFK gets in there, he, he buys into the whole climate agenda. He's like you might as well like. You know, pick pick a random person from the World Economic Forum in Davos, and they probably share seventy to 90 percent of the same views as Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The 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 problem. My, what I see with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is somebody who like who because of his position on vaccines has been cast out from the from the mainstream because they're not going to support someone who they see as opposed to the pharmaceutical agenda, right? And and big pharma. So he's he's kind of he's a he's a Democrat. Right. But he you was know, a Democrat from 20 years ago, but they're casting him out because he's not woke. And and that's good. But I don't want a Democrat from 20 years ago either. Right. I don't want a climate, you know, sp spender. I don't want a climate cultist there. I want a Vivek Ramaswamy who knows that like he under because. 
Vivek Ramaswamy understands the deep state, right, our major enemy, and, and has pinpointed the problems of the deep state. RFK Jr., in his, in his acceptance of the climate, he said that he would, RFK Jr. would jail someone like me who denies the, the climate cult. Right. And I don't know if he's changed his opinions on that. He certainly hasn't said anything to, to give me an indication that he has. But like he's never he's never been a big fan of libertarians in the past. And I think the only reason why he's cozying up to them now is because nobody else will have anything to do with him. And the libertarian type people who are, you know, are more on the conspiracy side of things. They like RFK Jr. Uh, because they see a, it's like a counter signaling thing right now that the establishment has tossed him out. A lot of people who are anti-establishment are like, well, that must mean that he's one of us. That's not what that means at all, actually. And so my my concern is that RFK Jr. is a wolf in sheep's clothing. But, you know, I, I understand why people support him. He said some good things that I agree with. He certainly tears into the, the mainstream media, and I like that. But, you know, just those things itself does not make a friend of liberty, in my opinion. It's a legit April. concern. Mm -hmm. um, so here's a question for you with Vivek. Um and I, I, I often screw up because I've had a couple of concussions in the ring. And I say, my brain is a little bit Swiss cheesy at times. <laughs> so I'll say Charles Schwab instead of Klaus Schwab. But, <laughs> I did. but that's what I mean. So yeah. you guys have to forgive me for my, my flakiness at times. But didn't Vivek go to the Schwab School of Business? Uh, no, I think he got a, he got a, 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 um, an, a what is it, a scholarship? Yeah. From from that foundation. From yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From Klaus Schwab, the foundation that Klaus Schwab set up in order to go to, to college. But I mean, I I mean, I, I don't I don't know why that would be like, oh, that's tainted. I mean, Javier Malay went and he, he Javier Malay was a uh, consultant for the World Economic Forum. Okay. And ra I mean, he actually took money from them like directly as a job as an economist. But he just told them you need to have free markets and capitalism and limited government. And so they fired him. Right. So it's kind of like the same thing. If somebody I mean, I'm, I, I sell coffee. Uh, I don't know if you can see uh, coffee on the desk right there. Right there. You oh, see those I boxes. Love coffee. Those, those are my like <laughs> this is like this is just a plug, but it's cool. These are like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams. Like each one has like their own like style of coffee. Mm -hmm. I will sell my coffee to communists. Okay, if a communist wants to give me money uh, to buy my coffee, I'll sell them. I'll sell them coffee, and I'll take their money and I'll use it to go out and spread freedom against their principles. Right. Okay. So I, that's what I see, like Vivek taking a scholarship from a foundation, right? And so that that's kind of how I look at that. And you know, that's Vivek. That's why I only have a station with him. I wasn't sure where he was coming from. He came out of nowhere, and mm -hmm. there was there was the scholarship there, and I was like, mm, okay, you never know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's sure. kind of like, I mean, I don't want to dumb this down, but if you've seen the movie New Jack City, Nino Brown is giving out turkeys. You think these people <laughs> that are hungry are going to turn the turkeys away? No, they're going to eat the turkeys. New Jack City, man, them. that's the movie I have not seen a lot. Isn't that the one with Whoopi Goldberg on the cover? And she's like jumping up in the air. God dang, you're dating yourself on that one, Big Ray. Oh, brother, I'm almost fifty. But what Dude. I'm saying, what I'm saying is that that with with uh, Vivek has defended himself about about that as well, and you know. Listen, it's not what it's not. It's almost like the whole thing that my parents would say. It's not where you go to school. It's what you do with your education. It's not where he got Fair that enough. money from. It's what he does with that money, what he does with, with the education, what he does with the opportunity to make change. Your thoughts, guys. Fair enough. I agree with that. All right. Jump in there, April. 
or no, I, oh, I real quick. I want to say thank you to everybody coming. We normally have, we're normally on a Wednesday night. I see all of you in the chats. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you making the shift over to Thursday night for our spectacular guest who was free tonight. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I did have a couple, I have questions for you. Um, being as though you are in the middle, um, I have, you know, you have a unique perspective on things and you're also awakened to the bullshit. Absolutely. So I was curious, you know, do you feel, and I think I know the answer to this, but for, you know, the people out there, is the constitution an immovable document or does it need updating in your opinion? Well, it has a process of amendment and it should be followed. We should have an amendment process. I mean, there's also the a process that we're going now. We have abandoned the normal budgetary process for Congress to vote on spending bills. We now just do omnibus bills and continuing resolutions. So no one will ever have another opportunity to read a piece of legislation that they will vote on ever. It doesn't matter if it's Rand Paul or Thomas Massey or any of, the, any of these guys. None, they can try their hardest to read the bills. They will never, ever have enough time to read the bills. Nobody can read that fast. So we need to return to regular order when it comes to spending, right? We need to stop continuing resolutions and go back to normal spending that everybody has time to read and to vote on. I mean, I would love to see a, 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 an amendment like, uh, I'd love to see term limits for sure. Uh, there, there are legitimate arguments against term limits that I've heard from, but I can tell you this, here in Missouri, we have, we have term limits on the state level and I don't hate it. Right. Well, I've got people that I wish we could keep in office for a long time that are libertarian Republicans that are doing a good job, but there are far more statist authoritarian tyrants that need to go, that need to move on. Right. And and so I'd love to see term limits in the Constitution. Just if it's good enough for the president, it's good enough for the legislature in my mind. Right. Maybe we need to extend the term of uh, the House of Representatives, perhaps maybe another year rather than two year terms. The problem that we have now, I think, with a two year term for the House of Reps is as soon as they win election, they immediately start campaigning for re-election. So they're not doing their job. They're out there campaigning to try and because they know they have to run for election the next year. And so it's always this constant, uh, you know, Congress people are not voting on the bills they're supposed to be voting on. They're not meeting their constituents' needs. So that's another so that's another change that I think we probably need to make. Now the Constitution doesn't need to, you know, the Constitution is not immutable. The Constitution can be changed and it has been changed. It hasn't been changed for the good in some ways and it's been changed for much for the better in other ways. I mean, you know, most people can't name a constitutional amendment outside of the first 10 that they like. Most people can't name a constitutional amendment outside of the first 10 at all. Um, but for me, there have been constitutional amendments that have been passed since the, the first 10 that were good, bold moves for liberty that changed this country for the better. I mean, who's going to disagree with the 13th Amendment, right? Outlawing slavery. Can we give it up for uh, for ending slavery in the United States? Amen, right? No. There's somebody that was, out that there. was the yeah. uh, dread, right? Uh, uh, well, the 13th Amendment was the end, it was the post-Civil War, or they, the you know, the end of the Civil War, uh, abolishment of slavery. And then the 14th Amendment was enfranchisement and privileges and immunities. 
And uh, that was another very libertarian constitutional amendment. There was the 19th Amendment, which has been coming up a lot in, in the red pill community, which is the women's right to vote. And that's been a controversial topic of discussion. Was that the right move? Hmm. Some think so. Some think not. Uh, but then, of course, there's, they're, they're, they passed a constitutional amendment after World War II to limit the terms of the presidency, right, to two terms. It, it used to be, a lot of people don't know this, it used to be you could run for president yeah. forever, right? Yeah. FDR, after the fourth time, it was like, okay, people were like, after FDR died, they're like, okay, we definitely need to not have that happen again, right? <laughs> it was, we get it, it was a big war, Adolf Hitler, Hideki Tojo, you know, like Japan was being crazy and evil. But let's, you know, everybody liked FDR, but they were like, okay, we need to limit these terms. Term limits, continuing resolutions need to stop, you know, and maybe a constitutional amendment here or there to, to fix some of the problems. Abolishing the 16th Amendment, the income tax, anybody? Can I get a what, what, oh, right? Gosh. Right, you so. Know, what's funny about that is, am, am I wrong on this? Uh, if you never, ever, ever pay income tax, right? If you never start, then you never have to. Am I right? <laughs> so uh, Listen, uh, is, I'm not about to is, tell people to commit tax no, drive not, on, I'm, on I'm, a I'm podcast because <laughs> I've already got a I've got a big target on my back. Um, if I would invite you to consider the case, have you ever heard of Peter Schiff? No, I haven't. Okay, so he's a really prominent, like, kind of investor, right wing libertarian gold guy. He's got a big podcast, and he was a, he called the financial crisis of 2007 before it happened and became kind of this guru. guru. Mm -hmm. But his dad was this guy named Irwin Schiff, and I highly recommend our listeners Google him. Irwin Schiff was uh, put in prison for telling people to do what you were just talking about there and they put him in prison for life. He died in jail. Okay. So, so it, it doesn't matter if you find some technicality and go to court. The, the government is not going to agree with you. The government is going to use guns and put you in jail and you will die in prison. <laughs> if you don't government gets taxes. to use, they get to use guns. They get to use guns. They're not trying uh, to disarm themselves. While they're yeah. Yeah. To disarm I'm us. not saying Yeah, exactly. That's the only <laughs> form of gun control. How come they're not, how come they're the not feds. just using their words? Like they tell us to do. Yeah. Mean words, right? Like, yeah. well, like, you know, listen, mean, mean tweets sure scared the hell out of a lot of people. So, you know, <laughs> that's true. But I, I, I would laugh, not. I laugh every time I, I say yeah. that meme. I hated mean tweets and now I can't afford my rent. I know. I I would take some mean tweets and dollar fifty gas right now in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Somebody said the other day there's, there's a grand opening near here um, on Saturday for one day only. They're doing gas at one dollar seventy six a gallon. Oh, so God. it's going to be slam-packed at this place. And uh, somebody's friend goes, oh, my God, I wasn't alive when gas was $1.76. And we're like, you weren't alive three years ago? <laughs> gas was, <laughs> gas was $1.76 three years it, it ago. Just, it just seems like a lifetime but, ago. And I was, I was myself, a little our, boy, buy, our, and my parents were buying gas for 25 cents a gallon. Yep. I remember when it was 99 cents. And yeah. it was just like, how are our memories so short they're so short and i, I think it's because we're so distracted all the time oh, like yeah. we're like we're like this all the time looking at something yeah. doing seven things at once and yeah when you are so fractionate i call it fractionated when you're so fractionated all the time you can't retain any information whereas if you are focusing on one thing you can retain it it's kind of like if you're watching a movie and you're not sitting there on the phone and you have the subtitles on you're hearing it you're watching it you don't have any distractions you'll You'll remember the plot, the characters, everything else. But if you're not engaging fully with all your senses and you're being constantly distracted, it's like, what do they say? What happened? What's going on? I can't remember that. 
Well, so, this is the, well, April. Three this years is ago, this guy doesn't remember a dollar seventy six gas. Three a- April, years. April and Austin. This is why nobody has any idea of what's really going on with Hunter. I Biden. know. No, nobody knows what Hunter Biden. He's in trouble. I'm. T- I talked to my mother the other day. A beautiful old Puerto Rican woman from the Lower East Side still lives in the projects. Mom, you know the the president's uh, son. He's in big trouble. What do you mean? Oh, really? Has no idea because everything is coming at you at once. Yeah. There's so much. That's the way they're attacking the American public, in my humble opinion. They're trying to keep you so distracted that you don't really pay attention to the important stuff. Austin? I mean, obviously, people are are so distracted that it's hard for them to focus on any one thing. It's easy to distract people, too, when when you have power in the media to tell people to pay attention to this and not pay attention to that. It's, you know, we are in an attention economy. The most valuable commodity that we have right now in the world because we're in a digital economy is what? Attention, right? Mm -hmm. It's the most valuable thing that there is right now, right? We, people Mm -hmm. pay, people pay billions of dollars in order to be in a position where they can get people's attention so that they can either sell them an idea or sell them a product. That's the economy that we live right now, the creator economy. We all, you and I, we, we all participate in this, right? We're, we all are in this marketplace, right? And there, you know, we just happen to also dwell in the marketplace of ideas as well. So it's incumbent on us who actually believe in something to try and break through the noise and to accomplish something, you know, through our careers and through our projects and our activism and campaigns in order to get people's attention on the ideas that we want. That's why I would go back to like Vivek Ramaswamy and say, hey, look, here's an example of somebody who broke through the noise got people's attention and his now that he's got everybody's attention he can now get his ideas across the finish line so we have to look to examples like that look at what javier Malay has done in argentina he has brought about a great victory for his people his people and ours we're now as americans looking for liber- looking towards south america as yankees saying we need to learn from you. We need to learn from Argentina and how we can actually bring more freedom to our country. So there are models out there of people who are right now showing us how it's done in getting people's attention and then accomplishing something and then having our ideas be taken out there in the world. It's funny. I was really like, you know, pessimistic about maybe six or seven months ago. I was very pessimistic about things, you know, because we didn't have many good leaders out there for liberty who were really taking our ideas to the next level. But I I feel more energized and emboldened now than I've felt in years, probably since Ron Paul, because Mm -hmm. of what Javier Malay is doing, because how long got Big Ray, April, How many times have you heard somebody say, when has libertarianism ever been tried? It's never been tried before, (laughs) right? That's how they sound. Right, that is what they sound like, yes. And now we can see real libertarianism is being tried. It's being enacted in the eighth largest country in the world. If my Javier favorite Mal- is I can't vote yeah. for a third party. I'm wasting my vote. I just want to strangle people. Oh, when I, I hate say that. that. I'm wasting I my vote. Hate that I'm like now. our forefathers just rolled over in their graves and died again. When you say that, okay. Well, I, now I actually like that argument because just today, though, because I'm using it in this piece that I wrote today, which is kind of a troll piece, but it also has a serious <laughs> message to oh, it. We love trolls. Go ahead. Go okay, so, so here's the troll. This is going to be a little convoluted, but go with me here on this one, guys. So I shared this article with Big Ray right before I published it on Human Events today. It's called. A vote for Ron DeSantis is a vote for Nikki Haley. Go with me on this one. Okay. 
here's how this works, right? Conservatives for years have been telling libertarians like us, if you vote third party, if you vote third party, that's a vote. If you voted Gary Johnson or you voted this third libertarian, then you're voting for Hillary Clinton. If you voted for this and you're voting, it's basically a vote for Obama. That's what conservatives in the Republican Party have been telling us libertarians for years. Mm-hmm. So what I said today that has infuriated conservatives is that a vote for Ron DeSantis is a vote for Nikki Haley. Now, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but the truth is this. If Ron DeSantis drops out April, I'll ask you this. I sent this. I asked this question to Ray. He, he flubbed it. Yeah, here's, I totally here's, screwed it up. It's terrible. It, think of, okay, so if Ron DeSantis were to drop out, do you think that his supporters would be more likely to go to Donald Trump, or would they be more likely to vote for Nikki Haley? See, yeah. I think they would go to Trump. Exactly. Because, yeah. You're right. She and and, right. and therefore, therefore, if that is true, then that means if Ron DeSantis drops out, Trump gets all of DeSantis' support and Nikki Haley is marginalized even further. So if everybody, if we all agree, hashtag never Nikki, that Nikki Haley is who we have to beat right now before we can go to beat Joe Biden, then all of the DeSantis supporters who've been telling libertarians for years that a vote for a third party is a vote for for uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, that a vote for Ron DeSantis is a vote for Nikki Haley. So it's a little satire, a little it's irony, a little tongue-in-cheek, yeah, like right? We're, we're, we're working on some meta levels here, right? <laughs> but it's true. It's true. If DeSantis drops out, Trump consolidates support, we beat Nikki then we can go fight Biden. Yeah. Well, the, like the real it. question is: has has uh, has Javier followed you on on social media yet, or has that not happened yet? <laughs> Dude. Okay. So you, have you seen him like retweeting me basically yes, like, every, he every day? Everything. He loves your stuff, but I I, I, I want to know if he's followed you yet. Okay. Like, what what can you, is can going on? What is going on? Okay. No. So <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I don't know why he isn't following me. It's driving me batshit insane because. I'm basically one of the only Americans that he like retweets. There are like, there's like one other guy every once in a while he will retweet. Okay. I'm like fangirling right now because I love him so much. But like, he retweets all my posts. He likes lots of my other posts. He'll like, like it. Like, I, I have like my Javier Malay merchandise at my shop and he'll like retweet my Javier Malay merch. And I'm just like, oh my God. And like, you know, he's blowing yeah. up my merchandise shop. But he doesn't. Why don't, just, why don't you just retweet me. and say, "Follow me, brother. I love you." Because <laughs> I, I don't. I just because it's like, is I'm a simp for Javier Malay, okay? <laughs> but I'm not that much of a simp. I mean, like, I feel like I want. Are you sure? Are you think so? Like, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. I guess I just like I. Feel, you know what? He just, just you know just ended with por favor. Por favor, senor. Right. Viva la libertad, carajo. Really quickly, so it really, I know we're going all over the place, but I remember you you had, an, I think you had a, an interview earlier today, if I'm correct, and you were talking about the whole Carajo thing. And it mm. is right. Your, your guy was 100% right because Carajo is a term that in Puerto Rico, it can be damn it or it can be fuck. Really? You know I mean. Oh, absolutely, man. Like Carajo, you know, oh, damn it. It can be used in so many different ways. It's, it's like, it's like a, a, an all-purpose seasoning. If I if if I may say, <laughs> I like that. That's fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to ever understand it, but I like it. <laughs> it's, a it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful term. It's very powerful. I want to go to Argentina. I want to invest in a Malbec farm and import wine to the United States. My wife likes. Um, what's the tea, darling? 
that the yerba mate tea. Ooh. She literally likes the yerba mate teas. Apparently, it has a lot of caffeine, so I would like to yeah, try that. It's good stuff. Uh, a spiritual experience, she says, on another level. Great. I haven't tried it. I will. Um, I, the only reason I haven't tried it yet is because I saw it like where, like, uh, in memes where like leftist chicks are like drinking yerba mate tea. I'm like, oh, that's gay, so I can't. <laughs> Anyways, but I'll <laughs> I'll try it. If a leftist does it, it's gay. So, uh, but I want to go to Buenos Aires. I want to go to Argentina. I might be going this December. Um, there's a Bitcoin conference going there. I've been invited to speak, but sometimes those things happen and sometimes they don't. So uh, I want to go. I want to invest my money there. I want to help Javier Malay dollarize his economy. I want to make Liberty win and I want to import into the United States what he's cooking down there. I want some of that asado. You know what I'm talking about? The asada. I want some of that Argentinian barbecue. I want to I want to smell what he's cooking and bring it up here. Right. That's a snake on the rock. Yes. <laughs> Some of my people are from Argentina. <laughs> my wife is cooking right now, so I'm, you know, I'm salivating. Excuse me if I slur my word. So I have a few more questions for you mm -hmm. that I would love to get your opinion on. Oh, and April, um, really quickly, mm -hmm. before before we leave, I have to ask and jump in your question first, but I have to, I have to ask. Me being a New Yorker. Um, Austin's thoughts on the whole, you know, the whole gimmick with the migrations and the, mm -hmm. the migrants coming into New York City and all the money they're spending and all the people that are out of schools and so on and so forth. But please ask your question. I'll save it for later. Oh, me. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, but my oh gosh, I have so many here that I was going to ask you. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Start at the beginning, babe. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got to think climate agenda, COVID handled, uh, mandatory arming. Um, I'm a huge fan of mandatory arming of every household, um, like they've done in certain areas of, of Europe. I was going to see what your opinion was of that, because I feel like the solution to our issues are more guns, not fewer guns. I agree with you. I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm too libertarian to say that I want a mandatory and almost anything. All right. I think people need to be able to make decisions, right? The right to bear arms is right. kind of like in the right to pursue happiness in a sense, right? It's a right to pursue it. It's not like, you know, a guarantee. Like it, it, I do like to joke though, because people, you know, leftists are always like, well, healthcare is a right. It's a guarantee. It means that you have to be provided. And, and so somebody like made a meme and they're like, oh, free guns should be provided to everyone by the government. And they're like, no, it's the freedom to own a gun. It's not the freedom to a gun. Right. And like, oh, then does that say, does that apply the same way to healthcare, Right. NPC brain broke. Right. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Oh. But uh, no, I, the thing is, not everybody necessarily needs to have a gun. Right. Not everybody needs to have a gun. Like if they want to have a gun, they should be able to have a gun. But there are some people who, you know, would engage in self-harm, right, or, or in others. Well, I'm not – I'm saying they, they should have a – they have a constitutional right to own it, right? right. But, but mandatorily giving guns to people who are, you know, leftist psychopaths who want to cut their wing-wangs off, you know, they have a right to it. But making them have one, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, there's certain people that just shouldn't have a gun. No, or even I agree with you. I agree with you. Or, or even my, drive a car. My, I'm using yeah. that, you know, Switzerland theory. But if, if well, here's, Switzerland, here's they theory, make them you know, they make them go to the military, right? Switzerland, yes, they they yes. have to serve. That's kind of the same thing as Israel. And you know, the a reason why I'm against that is because I'm against slavery. I'm against indentured servitude. I'm against forced servitude. Right? That's uh, the government doesn't own our lives and doesn't own our bodies. 
and and so they should not be able to force us to throw our bodies because whatever the government wants to have a war, but you know, the United States is not Switzerland, right? Though the United States goes to goes to some goddamn war, right? We war a lot. And yeah. so everybody has a going to service. You're forcing people, especially conscientious objectors, pacifists, and other people who don't want to be in that involved in that to to participate. So yeah, I was reading a message board the other day. Um, it was a foreign message board, and they referred to people in the United States or the United States government as terrorists. Warmongers and terrorists. And it's interesting now to see the foreign view of what Americans are. And that's that's a little bit alarming, you know, that we're looked at as warmongers and terrorists. Well, we're the bad guys now. Oh, we're oh, yeah. wrestling oh, yeah. wrestling Just like professional Bush, wrestling. Yeah. They're good guys and bad guys. We are yeah. definitely the iron cheek now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta throw I'm sure that's a name you know, right, man? <laughs> I do, yes, yes, yeah. I'm not like I said. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I, I know the big guys. But I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, into, I'm really into MMA and UFC and and martial arts, more the traditional martial arts than anything. But very cool. But yeah, you know the good guys. It, it, I like the the analogy of politicians, Republicans and Democrats, where it's like you know they they're like professional wrestlers, right? They're they're opponents out there in public, but behind the scenes they act like friends. I've seen that, mm-hmm. right? I live in the capital of Missouri, Jefferson City. And where I'm at right now here in the Capitol, like the Republicans and the Democrats, they work together to get stuff done. And usually it's screwing the Missouri taxpayer. Oh. And it's the same thing on the federal level. I used to work in Washington, D.C. too. Do you guys remember Madison Cawthorn, the guy who was in the wheelchair, real handsome Republican guy, and he got kicked out of Congress for saying that he got invited to a Republican cocaine orgy? My God. Uh, no. Is he the I, one that Trump made fun of with this thing? Is no, that, no, 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 no. So Madison Cawthorn was a Republican from North Carolina who lost his seat like a year or two ago uh, when he got attacked by his own party for coming out and saying that the Lord's honest truth, which is that Republicans have cocaine orgies in Washington, D.C., and he got invited to one. And when he, when he said that uh, on a podcast – all of a sudden the knives came out oh, and there were no. there were videos of him in college where he was like naked on a bed like humping his friend's face just as like a stupid like college thing homoerotic thing that you did in fraternities and colleges right, right? like yeah. ray haven't we all been homoerotic at some point even I mean, the straightest even the straightest guy is like you know dressed I up mean, like a chick at least for one halloween party I mean, sure i've never humped <laughs> another man's face but i, I get what right. you're saying <laughs> right 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 why exactly. not Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he gets kicked out of Congress because all these the Republicans turned on him because he told the truth, which is that it's a den of iniquity, right? That uh, that what's going on in Washington, D.C., like re- Republicans always talk a game about family values, but they're banging their hairdressers, right? The, the governor of Missouri got uh, e- ejected a couple of years ago here, and the guy who, you know, took over, you know, a different guy took over because the governor of Missouri was banging his hairdresser. He's a Navy SEAL. He had his whole career. He just got a first Jewish governor of the state of Missouri. But, you know, he just he just thought he could do anything, right? He was he was going to be that he might have even run for president of the United States after he'd been governor here in Missouri. And he might have he might have won because he was such a, a rising star. 
But nope, banged his hairdresser while he was running for office. His pregnant wife is is delivering his baby in the hospital. See, look at see your face, April. So the so the housewives <laughs> and the and the women out there across the state. Fifty percent like, of the vote right there. I don't care that it's 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 it wasn't a crime. Cheating ain't a crime, but it doesn't matter. They found the the Democrats and the Republicans locked arms, and they're like, "Well, this is not conservative family values." Right. And the Democrats are like, "Hey, boys, you guys want to you guys want to." take out a republican we'll help you do it right oh, they did it God. and it's like but it's it, it's a den of iniquity right it's 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 republican cocaine orgies all the way down that's that's what it is and you know they my face lie. my face was because his wife was pregnant <laughs> well because she's pregnant and giving birth in the hospital and he yeah, was like yeah there's, he was some, out with there's something just extra low i mean about it, being cheated on it was kind pregnant. of a he was kind of a but creep just, i mean you have to throw yeah, that one out there yeah, it's sure true. but it, hey but hey it's not that's not a crime you don't like you, you, you what donald trump and uh, he cheated on melania trump plenty of times you know with uh, stormy daniels and other ladies and stuff like that plenty of republicans voted for him right it's it's opportunism they use it when it's necessary right family values are not uh family values are not a principle they're a campaign promise it's about right. it's window dressing right very very few of the congress people are really all that different they're all very similar in the things that they want and the things that they do and the and they they would sell us all out in an instant if it gave them a modicum more of attention or power or money big wig writes he goes i would rather be banging my hairdresser than watching my wife give birth oh man <laughs> how dare you <laughs> we know okay we know <laughs> that's hilarious that's why we applaud those who are there with their wives when they're giving birth that's why you guys are good men i'll tell you what man i was there when my my ex-wife gave uh, birth to my son and that's something that would be ingrained for the rest of my life just leave it that way <laughs> listen Jesus you can't Christ. be at the business end of that you have listen, to be brother, at the other end let me tell you something you brother. cannot I was, be at the business oh, end. i had a i had a look i was just like let me see what no, this is no, all no, about no, oh no, shit. no 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 <laughs> men if you have not oh. dealt with this and you are future dealing with this do not be at the business end of that just okay, don't fair 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 what else am you i right or am what? i right oh you're right okay that's all no. that we need to say all right so listen, I I, I gotta I, I I've been itching to ask you this, man. So me again, I'm a New Yorker, and I live in the heart of the city. I work in the heart of the city. I've lived here for almost fifty years, and me and my wife. By the way, April, just so you know, we're probably gonna be here another year or two. It's just the way it is. But um, we're we're looking to move to Florida. One star. Do not it's recommend. Fine. It is what it is. But anyway, <laughs> you know, Pete. A lot of the, uh, I just don't understand. I have a lot of friends that are Dem that are Democrats or liberals and stuff, and they, it's almost like they turned a blind eye to everything. Like, what are you talking about? The trains are not, the the, the trains are not uh, more dangerous, or what are you talking about? I don't see any migrants walking around. And what do you mean? You know, stop it, stop it. It's in plain sight, Austin. My question to you is this: Why do people? decide to turn a blind eye to the obvious thing that's happening here where we have our children here our homeless people people that i'm sure pay taxes here in new york city it infuriates me it it boils my blood to see somebody sleeping on the train and i know that this guy probably is looking for a place to sleep a warm place to sleep but yet they kick him out of the shelter and they move somebody who comes into the country in my opinion illegally it's listen, straight up. Place her place. And moving kids out of schools too and making them go home. It's disgusting. 
Immigration is is two things. It's a cultural question, and it's an economic question. Uh, the economic question is is a huge road to hoe in order to try and help people understand why we have the immigration system we have as it is, because we have economic incentives in place. There is a lot of money to be made for a certain amount of people in the immigration trade, such as it is. You got the cartels mm -hmm. who are making a lot of money on it, right? Mm -hmm. you've, got, uh, you've got Democrats who want votes and you've got uh, and, and they also democrats they want to uh they hate white people and they want to reduce this the overall density of the white population in this country <laughs> and then you have republicans who own businesses and want labor uh and that third point i think you know as a libertarian you know i believe in free trade free labor so I don't necessarily disagree with Republicans who hire illegal immigrants because I'm not a, you know, a populist type of Republican. I'm a libertarian Republican, so I believe in free trade and free market economics. But there's an incentive there, right? The question is, who's going to benefit, right? And at the moment, this immigration system benefits a lot of people. It doesn't benefit a lot of other people when it comes at our expense. If I, I think people would be a lot less inflamed and infuriated by the immigration problem that we have, it would still be a problem. But I think they would be a lot less infuriated by it if it wasn't coming at their expense. But because the current system is set up to come at our expense, because we're being forced to feed, house, clothe these immigrants mm -hmm. and, and at our expense, because look what's happening in New York City. Your mayor, Eric Adams, says specifically, oh, we're going to have to cut services, okay? I, can I just jump in and just tell you yeah, really yeah, quickly, yeah. man? He's he's an absolute moron. And this is my <laughs> humble opinion. The, the, man, the man is not a good... He's not an eloquent speaker. He's not a smart person. And then not only that, but they hire... They, they vote in this person. And then they vote in the governor, who's equally as dumb. Is he DEI hire? And, and it, just, it just baffles my mind that 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 the the liberals that live in this city continue to do the same thing over and over again it's 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 like the whole thing with insanity you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect something better to happen wade williams asked here and he's wade williams one of our listeners and a very fine actor and a handsome handsome man <laughs> what is the end game for so many illegals like what what what's going what's really going down here well, I, you know, listen, I wish I could play the outrage game and say that, oh, it's going to be doom and gloom and disaster and the end times is coming. But we've had major, massive immigration waves in this country before. Mm -hmm. And over the long term, they've assimilated. See, the nice thing about Mexicans and a lot of South Americans who are coming up is they're Catholic. And so many of them will eventually assimilate into conservative communities yeah. here in that the United is, States. That is true. That is an excellent point. Yeah. Right. And, and another good thing that's happening is that Argentina is liberalizing. So they're actually going to build an economy in South America that will be attractive to migrants in South America. So oh. places like Ecuador, Belize and and uh, and Brazil and and uh, uh, Chile and, and Honduras, the, those those people are going to start to immigrate south just as much as they might want to immigrate north if Argentina builds an economy that makes it valuable there. So I actually see a lot of bright spots on the horizon. Are there some of those that are going to come in and vote Democrat 
that are going to be opposed to our values? Yeah, sure, principles. Are there national security threats to us because Chinese people are coming up to the southern border into the United States? Hell yeah, absolutely. Are, are they and really? Yes. 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 Oh yeah, there's yes. a whole network coming up. Oh no, I Russians, know. Chinese Russians. nationals. Yeah, yeah Russians. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, Russians, Chinese. I mean, yeah, I know, you know. Yeah. People from all from all over the world are coming up through there because they know that they can. So there's a national security problem that obviously needs to be fixed and it needs to be patched. But on the, you know, on the, I'm short-term pessimistic, long-term optimistic, just because America is so resilient. I mean, think about what we've been through and what we've put up with in the past and the challenges that we've overcome. I mean, listen, COVID, we didn't have to spend all that money. We didn't have to put all that money and spend all that money. We could have ignored COVID-19. It would have been another coof. And we would have just gotten over it and it would have been no problem. But we we still we screwed up royally. We made a massive, massive mess of it. It was almost like worse than the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan in terms of spending. I mean, we, I think we spent more on that than we did on Iraq and Afghanistan. Literal, actual, giant, massive wars. We're still cooking, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, like we America's got problems. Don't get me wrong. She's got some warts, right? But like, you know, like... I mean, Ray, if she's a 10, but she's got VD, you know, oh, there's, you always, might, there's, there's always an ointment. She has, she has sure. as Barbie said, flat feet. She's got flat right, feet. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mar an ointment. <laughs> yeah, if, Mar if Margot Robbie had a little pooch, you might still be like, you know, oh, she's yeah. mid now. But, you know, the United States has got a lot going for it. We're still the reserve currency of the world, despite what, you know, whatever you feel about the Federal Reserve, which, we're, you know, none of us may be fans of. The election of Javier Malay in Argentina, I mean, there's, there's so many bright spots if you look for them. I think we're addicted to this is us on our phones, right? We're addicted to doom scrolling. So we're, far, we're, we're, lo we're looking for negativity. Is that what yeah, it is? Oh, yeah. So they did a study on this. They did a study on this yeah, with uh, like bias. news. Yeah, negative bias. We all like it, you, people will always tell you if you ask them, there's there's revealed there's revealed preferences and then there's actual stated preferences. Well, there's stated preferences and then there's actual revealed preferences. If you ask people what kind of news they want, they'll say, I want hard hitting international news. It's unbiased, real journalism. But what do they read? The tabloids, the shit, right? They watch, you know, they watch, you know, podcasts and things you know it's like they go to prison planet and info wars and stuff and they read about the <laughs> jfk conspiracies so there's what people say they want and there's what they actually want and they did a, a, a study where they showed that people had a preference for negative news and negative news is just more interesting and and, and so you know positive news sites exist but nobody reads those things we all want to read the dark if it bleeds it leads so there's this there's a negativity bias that everybody has, and it makes us feel better about ourselves, right? Shot oh, yes. Oh, Shot look, that, yeah, look that they died in a car accident. It could have been me, right. right? But it wasn't me. I'm look at me. I'm the chosen one, right? Because we're all the main characters in our story. So, but I I think I don't know. I'm retarded. I think I've just always had something <laughs> broken in my brain. I, I I'm not a normie. I can't look at I look at things and I'm like. Everybody loves it. And I'm like, that sucks. Mm. Right. Everybody's like, I love Taylor Swift. And I'm like, meh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, everybody's like, go, I love American football. And I'm like, I want to go do Japanese karate and read Japanese and poems and eat sushi and do haiku. Shut up, nerd. Right. Right. So it's like, so you're my I'm, people. You are I'm my not, people. Right. But I'm not normal. I'm not normal. I, I try and look normal as possible so I can fit in with the humans, but I'm not one. I'm just, I'm a robot alien, different lizard person. So I just, I think most, I think most people 
like they can't see the forest for the trees sometimes because they're addicted to negativity. It's like a, it's like crack, man. It's like a drug. They get off on it and they see the happy news and they're like, nobody wants to see some of their neighbors being happy. Nobody wants to see that. I, I don't do. See I like that, but I'm no. Weird. I don't do. I don't delight in other people's happiness. I, is this, I want, why, is, is this why disaster films always do so well? Yeah, man. My I friend writes disaster novels. Final Destination. Remember that yeah. when the truck with the with the logs rolled off and killed all the kids, and we're like, yeah, you know what I mean? Slasher films. We love it. Watch them yeah. die, bitch, die. But but if your neighbor gets an award. Right. And or like, haven't you ever had a, some a t- a tremendous success in your life and people in your life are just like, mm, yeah, good job. You lose friends over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You lose more. Fr- you'll lose more friends when you are, are succeeding than you will when your life is down. Sure. When the cards are down, some people will abandon you sometimes. Right. You might notice that because you're very sensitive at that point. But you'll lose friends, too, when you're more successful. It's like, you know, people don't want to hear that. It's it's. There's it's something about at the top. It. Yeah, it's why a lot of people hate Trump. It's yeah. why a lot of people hate Trump is because he is unabashed, unashamed capitalist, loves success, loves America, loves Poontang, and and is and is not not afraid to say it. And 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 he loves America, and he's and he's a capitalist, and he doesn't he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him, right? He wants to be loved, but at the end of the day, if you don't love him, he doesn't give a shit. So it's like that is. Very for a for a envy society, for a socialist society, for a jealous society of of grabbers and parasites and takers, right? That is, you understand why people don't like that, right? That people like they. It's like I don't know if you've ever read Ayn Rand or or The Fountainhead or or Atlas Shrugged, Atlas Shrugged, right? Like it's that it's that mindset, right? The Wesley Mooch of the of this world they they see greatness and they see shiny things well here's a taylor swift for you here's a taylor swift quote for you uh speaking of taylor oh, uh, uh people oh. like to throw rocks at things that are shiny yeah she they said do. that yeah she, she said that. that people yeah because she was asked about her haters right people who hate her you know what she said who, she who said, wrote that for, who wrote that for her she did i don't know oh, but really? she's she's yeah she said she says People, she's her quote is people throw rocks at things that are shiny. It's true, right? If you ever if if you're ever up on a pedestal, people are gonna try and knock you off it. People, we love to see celebrities fail. Oh, she got fat, you know, she got Very fat. True. Oh, look, ooh, look, she had surgery. She looks terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this life, you know. But I don't know how to overcome that. It's natural, right? People love to see, you know, great successes become great failures, you know, and it's um it's it's sad to see, but. You know, this is it's it's really like we are living in an in an Ayn Rand novel in some ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, no, I wanted to add what what uh, Austin said a little bit earlier about some of the things. I do think that um, the governments are going to be a little really like a little disappointed in the Latino uh, community that they're bringing over because Latinos are typically got guns and family. Which would lend itself to conservative or libertarian conservative values. So I do think that they're hoping for um, a lot of Democrats, but I don't think they're going to get the denomination that they're wishing for in in that uh, type of uh, community there. Um, And a friend of mine was in uh, New York recently, and he was driving through, and there was like all these scooters right there, there tons and tons of scooters. And he was telling my friend, that those are the cartel bikes. Like they're hiring the illegals to run and do, do all the errands and do all the running for the cartel. So the organized crime now are definitely using the elite, you know, the, the 
or just call them illegal immigrants. Well, look, Definitely using the people for that. April, you're um, onto something. And and listen, this is like my last big point here that I kind of that I that I want to make. And then I unfortunately I got to run. That's fine. But uh, but this is a big one. The Washington Post writes in September of 2023, end of last year here. Trump hits new poll highs with black and Hispanic voters. Mm -hmm. What to make of it, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple polls showing Trump performing historically well among black and Hispanic voters in head-to-head matchups with President Biden. Pew Research Center exit polls show uh, black voters, Hispanic voters trending towards Trump at numbers we have not seen before. You want to see the democrats become the party of the kkk again <laughs> real quick you yeah you want to see them like yeah because ray big ray aren't you now you're um you're a, a dark-skinned white supremacist aren't you now right uh yeah apparently um according to some of my friends and, and some of my hispanic family members, white supremacists yes. yeah yes. you're a hispanic I'm a white, white supremacist. Yeah. it's the new face <laughs> the new hispanic face of white supremacy you're, you're the, the new face of the kkk well i'll tell you apparently. when you bring in a lot of when you bring in a lot of immigrants and you put them in schools and you send all the black kids home and now the black kids' parents cannot figure out how to deal with work oh. and then also get their kids educated, they might not vote for the same guy anymore. Mm. Well, well, now, um, I, I think this is an excellent uh, way to maybe end our little foray here. Um, I got to tell you something, man. This has been an absolute treat <laughs> to have you on uh austin it's it's been i almost feel like we've done a show together uh multiple <laughs> times i think we, we kind of melded well but my friend please um put over uh well i say put over as a wrestling term but please promote any any type of social media we have you here we have it scrolling down here where they can find your social media but what else do you have yeah rolling sweet my sweet my sweet darling smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife is here with me right now she's helping me out redheads so, woo! Would, yeah would you Sorry. hand me a couple of boxes of coffee there yeah exactly <laughs> Nice. Just, I, wanted to, I want to talk to you about my guy. my coffee brand, Please, uh, yeah. Founding Flavors. And let me tell you something, Big Ray. Uh, yes, I, I got a, a promise to make for you you're, that if you try it, you're going to love it. And if you don't, I'll buy it back from you. Okay. So you what? got no let me, just, let me just move this. Over no here. risk. Want... Let me show you here. So I got a couple of boxes here right now. We've got several of them at my shop. This one is Thomas's Painkiller. And this I chose Thomas Paine is like my favorite oh, founding father. He's one of my favorites. Yes. Yes. And so I gave I gave my favorite like flavor of bean to Thomas Thomas Paine. Mm. So Thomas Painkiller is a Colombian single origin roast that you can get at APforLibertyShop.com. The shipping's included when you see it on the shop there at AP for Liberty Shop. So when you see the price, you might be like, oh, that's a little bit pricey. But here's the thing: we're actually a little bit less when you count shipping than other premium brands. This is Adams's patriotic perk, and here's here there in Boston Harbor. These are beautiful boxes too, like as well. The like really nice packages. My wife and I designed these together. Uh, this is Washington's Revolutionary Roast, and this one has flavors as diverse as toffee, dark chocolate, and citrus. It oh tastes like it, it tastes like Washington crossing the Delaware of your palate. It's like it freedom. Will, <laughs> it, yes, it will ignite the Minuteman's march in your gate and paint a constitution-wide smile on your visage. So get that. And Jeffersonian Java is our light roast, which is highly caffeinated. Um, so check that out at apforlibertyshop.com. And of course, my show, Wake Up America, is on rumble.com slash apforliberty. So it has been a pleasure, my friends. Thank you for your time tonight. And really quickly, who, who does your thumbnails? Your thumbnails are amazing, especially the, the I whole. do my thumbnails. <laughs> I do oh, my thumbnails. So cool. Yeah, they're really cool. 
Thank you. The video, the video, the video game, game themes. Sense. Yes, I, I love, love it, it, dude. Dude, it thank you so much. Versus such and such. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I did the Mortal Kombat. I did Street I love Fighter. It. Love it. Uh, yeah, today's was Metal Gear. Yes, uh, yes. Metal Gear Solid. The, the, yes. yes, I love yeah. it. Dude. Pe it was people awesome. like like him so much. Like somebody ordered. I did Doom. Right, Javier Malay at Davos. He's like Davos in hell, Javier in Hell, and so uh, somebody bought that on a canvas print. So I made that one for oh, him. Oh, I love and, it. And tomorrow, like I think it's very obscure. Most people aren't going to know it. It was an old eight bit Nintendo game from from uh, the nineteen eighties called uh, Little Nemo, the Dream Master. I know it. And okay, so of course you do, nerd. <laughs> and so I'm a dork. Bro. So so tomorrow's I'll drop the I'll drop it in the chat right there for you. You can see it. Uh tomorrow's show is Ron DeSantis, the dream master, right? If he thinks he's gonna be president, he's dreaming. So you can see it right now. It's up there live at rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. And I hope people will join us on the show Monday through Friday, seven to nine central. Appreciate you guys. Thank you awesome. so much. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Take we really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I feel you guys. like I learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> And have a good one. Have a good night. I, I may be a libertarian. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm going to bounce you out. Thank you. You, you so are much. definitely a libertarian. I think I am. Yeah, Holy you're not. Cow. You're not. I mean, you're not a. You're not a Republican. I'm not a Republican. So I, I, I cannot stand when people confuse me for a Republican. Oh, Jamie joined us. Welcome, oh, welcome. Shit. and hi to everybody. I well, didn't want to. I didn't want to cut Austin off because he had so many things to say. But I see you in the chat, and I appreciate everything you're saying. So, hello to everybody who's here tonight. Thank look you. At the, hold on. Look at these freaking thumbnails. I know they're fun, aren't they? The Dream Master. This is written, you know, I appreciate some good art, man. This I know is you do. nice. This is so you know, you're good. gonna have to level up on our art right Shit, now, right? You know that? that. I can you're gonna have that, to level man. the fuck up, right? Look at this one right here the Curse of Epstein <laughs> Island. How cool is this, anyway, I man? Know. That that was badass. Yeah, I, I really he's 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 uh he's he's something that's for sure. I the one thing I wanted to ask him that I didn't get to is oh, shit. um. No, he didn't get to ask him. I feel bad. No, it's okay. Maybe there'll be part two. But the, for, for something that was uh, interesting in, in Davos right now, of all the things going on that you could possibly be concerned about as a global um, if global leaders, as a, Davos is a global leader convention of everybody around the world. The one thing going on that they said was their biggest and most urgent concern is misinformation. Huh controlling misinformation that is mostly coming from the private sector and um klaus schwab see i didn't say i didn't say charles klaus schwab said he was particularly irritated with a group of people called libertarians who believe that um the government should stay you know have hands off and we should be left alone so this is alarming to me because if, if, if people don't believe in hands off and left alone and stay out of our bedrooms and stay out of our lives, then obviously he feels that they should have a hand in everything. They should be deciding everything we need. So I think they're so severely out of touch. If their biggest concern is misinformation, I think our biggest concern right now is being able to cover the price of food yeah. and the housing issue and um the open borders and um let's say the severe ridiculousness of the propaganda through mainstream media 
and how we're being lied to all the time. And I don't know, sudden deaths and all this illness is going on for the people who are generally vaccinated and um, massive inflation. And I think these are real concerns and the, the looming threat of more disease coming. Uh-huh. I think this is what the population in these countries and in, in my country are concerned about, but they're worried about misinformation. And we're not able to have an open conversation. We're not able to challenge a narrative. We're not able to ask what's going on and get a honest answer back. Nobody has ever come forth and said, hey, we're sorry, we were wrong. We apologize. None of that has ever happened. So how can that be the biggest issue? Uh-huh. So, something I wanted to jump jump in on real quick, and before I even do that, I have to shout out our boy Kaz for oh, helping yes. us yes. helping us get this guest, Mike. Kaz, we you. appreciate you so much. Yeah, we thank you so much, Colin. You know, I, I should block Colin. You know, Colin is is, <laughs> is a disgusting person, but I kind of like him too. But um, but Kaz, man, thank you so much for helping us. Uh, you know, hooking us up with this guest. I. I know that you put in the work, you put in the effort. Yeah. Um, April and I are both very busy and we're both always very difficult to contact, but bro, you yeah, came through you. and it's not the first time. And just understand that I, and I, I think I can speak for April and say that, uh, that we both really freaking appreciate you. You can't speak for me. Thank well, you. So you do it then. Very much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, man. But um, no, seriously, thank you for everything you do for the show. I appreciate it a lot. One of the things I wanted to touch on, and, and it was, this is an interesting point uh, that he had made, that Austin had made, and it was the, about, you know, you have all these all these illegal migrants coming into the country, right, especially the, from the South American countries. And, um, you know, I think the um, the people that are running the country right now think that us Latinos are stupid. And much I like think that we're all stupid. I don't think it's limited but, to Latinos. But, but check this out. And I want I'm going to say this and I want I want to hear what you think about this. So like much like Vivek, who may have taken that that, you know, that that grant or whatever and, and mm-hmm. used it to grow whatever he had moving you know forward. You don't think the Latinos coming into this country going to do the same shit. And not only that, but you think they're still going to vote for you. And they don't agree with anything that you guys are trying to push down their throats when it comes to, you know, far left liberal, you know, ideologies. It just doesn't work that way. So they're bringing they're bringing in thousands and thousands of these South American illegal immigrants. Right. Expecting them to be bought off by free housing and Mm -hmm. a cell phone and, you know, some clothes and stuff and the American dream. I think they have another thing coming to them. And I'm talking about, you know, who they are. So. Oh, yeah. Just 100%. My, my thoughts. If, if, if the, okay, so change that around, right? If it were you, you, me, anybody listening right now, if uh-huh. it was you, right? If you, if you were leaving your country and going anywhere, if you're going to South America, if you're going to Japan, if you were going to France, right? And they had an open border and they were willing to help you. <sighs> if this country went to hell uh, in, in high, you know, hell in high water, whatever. And, hell in a uh, handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. And you needed to get your kids out and say, you know, France or Japan or whatever had an open border and they say, come, 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 you can come. And you go across the border and they give you clothes. They give you uh, a roof over your head. They they give you some food. They give you a phone, whatever they give you. And, you know, they kind of want you to vote a certain way. Um, But realistically, 
you're taking what you can get for you and your family and you're just happy to have a roof over your head, right? So think about it on your own terms. How long would you play that game? Would you do it one time? Would you do it no, no, nothing? Would you do nothing? Would you just disappear when the first chance you got into a better situation as soon as you could? Once you made some contacts and some and made, you know, set some stuff up. So I think, you know, think about what, what you would do if you had this situation going on. And I think that's probably going to be the same situation we see with immigrants coming in here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'll tell you something, man. Um, for somebody who ran for president for, you know, I, 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 voted I didn't know what I, in that year, but I didn't want, I voted for Gary Johnson. Well, here's the thing. I, I didn't know what I was going to expect. And I had to do some research, you know, coming yeah. into this. And I got to tell you, man, I, I really enjoyed I, I enjoy his product. I enjoy what he puts out. I enjoy his, yeah. his videos. I, I like um, the guests he has on. And I, I don't mm -hmm. really put over, even though he was our guest, I don't think we're going to have anybody on here that, that, we, that we think really sucks. And this guy does not suck. I think you guys should definitely go over and check it out. AP for Liberty on all social media. Give him a check out. Um, check out his show. Um, he, like I said, he just uploaded today. So check out, check out Austin, man. Austin Peterson's a cool dude, man. Am I? Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> and by the way, yes. Thank you, thank you for the biddies. We got titties for biddies. And I here's just the didn't thing, guys. Do that while, I didn't want to do that while somebody was speaking. So yeah, uh, we, yeah. we reserved it for the end there. <laughs> we, we want we wanted to really tone it down. So right now what's going to happen is as we go off air, April's going to just pull her shirt up. Right, April? Sure, we'll just right? shake him. We'll shake him. Should shake I do him. it too? <laughs> I think you should. Oh, I uh, I wanted to. No. Let's see. There's something. Right. Hang Actually, on. What? Are you going to do it? You're not going to do it? I, I already did it. You missed it. You just looking down. At thing. I, had, had the gimmicks I was. Out. I was looking down at my notes. <laughs> had the gimmicks out. Um, awesome. I think we may not have a show on the 31st of, of January because yeah. Ray is out of town and I'm out of town. So we're just letting you know that ahead of time. Right. Well, um, my nephew, my nephew, my little nephew, Michael, is getting married to his little high school. No, not even junior high school girlfriend. Oh, wow. Like they grew up together and they, they they're one of those rare couples that it's just them and they freaking wow. It's it's a beautiful thing. So I'm gonna be there. My wife's gonna be there. My mom's gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be there. So I can't do the I can't do any shows that week. And by the way, Jimmy Jimmy T. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's my friend from Australia. He's gonna be filling in for me in the morning for the next level wrestling review. So you know, with the vet. So that's gonna be cool. But yes, uh, as awesome. you were saying, April, uh, Colin uh, just no sold me. I was texting Colin. No, no, Colin call? said he would do it. He would do it. And then I, I realized Colin, I'm not gonna did, the Colin, Colin said, "Fuck April." I'm like, "What? How dare you talk to April that way?" It was terrible, April. The way he. Oh, he oh, I feel so abused. Yeah, and and no, I never made it to North Carolina. I switched the dates. That's when <laughs> I'll be gone. But I'm gonna oh. be kind of in the middle of nowhere, so that's why I can't do it. But Colin is welcome to have the show to himself that that week and yeah. bring on whoever he wants. Once. Colin, you there's, want to do a show that option too. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You imagine Colin talking. Bring on, bring on whoever you want. You know, you can do the A show gimmick yourself, Colin. Yeah. Bring it on. You know, uh, what bring he'll on do? you know what he'll do? He'll bring on Shelly Martinez. He would, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would, you son of a bitch. You should do that, Colin. <laughs> you know what? Colin, listen, I gotta I gotta say something else. This dream yard is not paid for by me. It's it's paid for by Colin. Colin takes care of this. So I'm gonna thank Colin for for paying oh, for streaming. Did you know that? You didn't know that. No, did you? I didn't know that. Yes, Colin I'm... takes care of this. Oh. 
listen, we joke around with Colin, but I fucking love Colin. And uh, he may be very gay, but, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Thank you so much. I appreciate it more than you know. Well, you know, he does the stocks and everything like that. So he's got he's got that money. (laughs) I was happy. I was happy to hear that Colin um, upgraded jobs and uh, is out from underneath. He's under underneath out from underneath the man. Yeah, man. Wow. He deserves better, man. Colin, Colin really works hard. You know, as much as you guys don't don't know, you know, he comes off as a little, you know, comedy relief. But Colin's a very fucking hard worker, a mm-hmm. good guy, and he really cares about his family and his friends. So, thank you, Colin. Go yes, fuck yourself. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yes. <laughs> so we'll leave you with a, an interesting story, you guys. Um, yep. Did y'all hear about the exploding toilet in Florida? I have not. This is a great way to end the show. Uh, okay, so let me find this. It is uh, in la 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 in what's it called? Dunkin' Donuts. So apparently, I'm not gonna find it. I just read it though, so I remember Taco Bell. Somebody said <laughs> no, Taco it wasn't Bell. in Taco Bell. Believe it or not, but I'm there sure was that an exploding happens. toilet. A guy went into the bathroom at Dunkin' Donuts, and the toilet literally exploded on him, covering him with all kinds of interesting Ugh. stuff. And he came out. Apparently, yeah, shitter's full. Um, I don't know if he was sitting on the toilet or standing next to it. I don't know the whole story. That this didn't. I would love to know that story. But he came out and he was upset. And you know, he said he talked to the people behind the behind the uh, the uh, counter. And apparently, they inadvertently admitted that yeah, they knew that toilet was pretty bad. April. So they let they let him use it. They let April. all their Hold customers on. use it. Hold on, I have the but, news report here from Florida. Do you? Okay. Here we go. Man from suing Dunkin' Donuts over an ill-fated visit to the bathroom. <laughs> and says he stopped at a location in Winter Park last year. The store's toilet exploded. Lawsuit says he ended up soaking wet in toilet water and other substances. He says employees knew that toilet had been on the The suit says he suffered long-term injuries as a result of the mishap. And he's asking for $100,000 in damages. The That's company it. hasn't commented on that lawsuit. That's what I said. Only $100,000? And what kind of long-term damages? I need to know oh, this. It's got to be mental. Like, like every time he goes like, to sit oh, down yeah. and take a shit, you know, he's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did say he had, like, mental and physical things. And I would just be like, oh, my God. Like, I wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom publicly anymore. I'd be like, oh, fuck. And <laughs> so On that note, ladies and gentlemen. So you guys, so if you're having a rough day, now you know that there's negative bias out there and stay off the news and at least your toilet hasn't explode covering you with foreign substances. Foreign she said foreign substances. <laughs> foreign ladies substances. and gentlemen, again, do not forget <laughs> you see the scroll down here. Follow Austin Peterson, our guest, on all social media at AP4 Liberty. And April, put over your social media, my love. Oh, come and see me. Let's see. Instagram, Real April Hunter. Twitter, April Hunter. Uh, Patreon, April Hunter. And AprilHunter.com. Definitely come and see me. I appreciate it. It's beautiful when you say you love me and it's nice when you're here. But it's really, really great when you actually support me and support what I'm doing. It really helps. So it lets me do the beautiful things that I like to do like this where we don't get paid shit all. So thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yes thank you guys and again follow me on social media at big ray hernandez uh on all social media tiktok and everything like that i didn't get to a chance to do my tiktoks today i'm probably not going to get a chance to do it tomorrow but i will have the replays and podcast form up tomorrow by probably tomorrow evening and uh look out for those on uh, itunes on any podcatcher you guys use 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for the turnout, yes. guys. I, yeah, thank you. Know, you. A lot of you are here. Thank you. I like I'm your shirt. Let me see your impressed. shirt. Let, let, my, get up uh, a little bit. Let me see your shirt. Somebody sent this to me for Christmas. One of my fans sent it off of my uh, wish list. Let me see. That's nice. I know. That's cool. That's a nice shirt. I know. Those are big boobs. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. God bless you. I, you know, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. April. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And we will see you at the normal time next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be here. But we'll hunt you down and do things to you that you won't be like. Hey, and watch Ted. It's awesome. It's wicked awesome. The, the new Ted. You don't know about the new Ted what? show on Peacock? There's a Ted show? Yo, what? Like check the teddy it bear out from Boston. Hold on, I'm, hold on. I'm gonna lower like this. Khakis, Ted. Hold on, hold on. No. Really quickly, I know we're supposed to go off the air, but there's a, they have Ted, the teddy bear. You know, yeah, yeah. And set Wicked in 19. Yeah, it's set in 1993 from when he was a kid, growing up with Ted. And I fucking I watched the whole thing today. It's hilarious. Bubble wrap. <laughs> no, what's what channel is this on? Uh, it's on the peacock. Oh, it's so on the peacock. Okay. No commercials. No, it's on on peacock. If you have the peacock app, you just you know if you subscribe okay. to peacock. It's on there. It's fucking awesome. It's wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Yeah, check out Ted is fucking hilarious. I love the show. Okay. Uh, maybe check it out if you can. All right. Thanks for the tip. All right. All just right. the tip. Just the tip. Just, just the, the tip. tip. Good night, guys. Good night.